Ladies and gentlemen, it is here. The day has come. Football season is only about, what, uh, 12 hours away right now? Or less than 12 hours away, about 10 hours away right now. We made it. Tyler, we made it, man. I know, it's, it's incredible. Uh, been, been anxious all week. Was happy to, uh, you know, the short week really helped, you know, uh, having, having uh, Labor Day on Monday. You get into the office on Tuesday, and you just got two days. And so, I mean, it, it's flown by. We're sitting here. I think we're about to set a record for most watched Thursday night football game. This is going to be, like, I, I for one, I, I work tonight, and I definitely know that we will find a way to get that game on. I mean, the season opener is probably always a, a pretty highly rated one. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this set records because, uh, yeah, people have been – Scratching to get some football back. And, and, and with college football pretty much delayed, you know, so right. we haven't had the big dogs going. So nobody's really uh, I watched a little. Uh, I watched a little uh, – was it Texas State played this weekend? In SMU. In SMU, yeah. yeah. Watched that game a little bit. Anything to get some football in. Yeah. Um, how are you doing, though, Tyler? How's, how's everything treating you Thursday? You just already geared up yeah. and ready to go? Yeah, man. Um, I mean, I wish that we had a Thursday night doubleheader like we're going to have a Monday night doubleheader. That right. would be the only thing that would make this better. But, I mean, Monday's going to be amazing, too. Uh, you know, first day back at work after the football season, and you get to come home and watch uh, two football games in a row. So, it's just a, a great first week of football we got coming. Yeah, I can't wait. Also, you know, for those of you that we live out in Texas, Bennett, you know, the heat wave's going away. And then this morning, Tyler, you're actually here. I opened the door to, to let my dog out, and I was – it's, it's a little nip, a little nippy, man. I got, I got hit right there with that, that cold wind. It's and, uh, man, it's, it's the temperatures have dropped here in Texas. It feels great. Football's back. It feels back. like football It season. feels like fall, man. Yes. The, the boys of fall are back. Uh, I couldn't be more stoked for this game tonight. We're going to jump right into it. We're going to start out with some, some news and notes. I'm just going to jump around here. Uh, two guys who um, maybe aren't getting a lot of attention. Uh, but this came, uh, this news came to us yesterday. Rashard Perryman and Denzel Mims both practiced in full um, in preparation for Week One. Neither one of them got much work done. I know they're not high on the uh, redraft on the redraft list, but they they're both worth a, a late round flyer and and could definitely the guy who's not being defended by Tre'Davious White could definitely uh, <laughs> yeah. see if you target deep targets his way. Um, this one is big news. Mike Evans uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is a game day decision, uh, is what Bruce Arians has said uh, about a hamstring injury. You hate to hear it. That's what ended his season last year was his hamstring. Um, you know, soft tissue injuries are never fun. Um, it's probably going to bother him all season until it gets gets it right. And, you know, it's just unfortunate. Over on the, the Lions side, Danny Amendola doesn't really matter, but – uh, he may be in a P- deep PPR formats. Uh, Kenny Galladay and DeAndre Swift all limited at practice. Swift has kind of become, I mean, if you're going to, I mean, you, I don't see him playing uh, for a little while. Um, yeah, I mean, at, you know, we're, we're going to talk about this a lot, but I mean, no preseason um, really has left a lot of stuff a mystery in terms of, you know, there's speculation and coach speak on, Oh, we're gonna do a committee. So and so is the starter. This and that. But I mean, you know, this everybody's gonna finally see the curtain peeled back this weekend, and we're gonna get a good idea. Uh, Amari Cooper practiced in full uh, yesterday, uh, so he Man, should be. What an Amari off season! What an Amari preseason! Just 
more of the same. In and out. <laughs> no one knows what's going on. I mean, Mike McCarthy's been really secretive this Well, and whole they've time. talked about it being preventative, basically like preventative maintenance. So, like, he didn't actually have an injury, but they're like, hey, we've got all these next-level tests and stuff that are indicating that, you know, he needs a little bit of rest. And so, I mean, that could be a great thing, honestly, because he's a vet. He doesn't necessarily need the reps. He's obviously shown a rapport with Dak already. So, I mean, if, if, if they can do something different – just a little bit and uh, keep him in games and be more consistent this year. Maybe maybe that's what we're looking at. Uh, Dave Montgomery uh, participating in individual drills at Wednesday's practice. Uh, he is. I don't. I don't. I really don't want him to play. I have a lot of shares of Dave Montgomery, especially after he got hurt. I, I get. I ended up getting even more shares of Dave Montgomery. Yeah, because he fell. I, I don't think that. I mean, I'm definitely. I'm not playing him this week if I have him. Um, unless obviously, I guess if he's your, if you went zero RB and he's like your RB one, right? Then I mean, you know, you kind of just got to roll the dice if he's active. But I mean, I expect him to get, you know, maybe thirty percent of the backfield touches. You know, luckily that's a Sunday at noon game, so you'll you'll be able to take him out if you hear, you know, you'll hear before the put game. Your, do not put your Thursday night players in your flex, especially with ambiguous injury situations for your other positions. So put put a guy like that. Put your most questionable guy in your flex um, for the weekend, and uh, so you can just get him out of there and pop in any you know other position for him. I, uh, Brandon Cooks, uh, speaking of Thursday night's game, Brandon Cooks is questionable for Thursday night. Travis Kelsey is not listed on the injury report, and I believe that's all the major things we had out of the Thursday night <laughs> game. But Brandon Cooks being out. Um, Potentially. It um, could make Kenny Stills uh, worth a grab. Um, I mean, he's going to fill into that role. Yeah, he'll be more important. Um, don't know his fantasy impact. I mean, he's always been a guy that could go catch two touchdowns for, you know, 80 yards on <laughs> on just three or four catches. But, um, you know, I, I'd really love to see Brandon Cooks out there just for the – for the momentum of the Texans, because there's a lot of question marks there with David Johnson, um, with no DeAndre Hopkins. You know, I mean, you'd really love to see them have their full repertoire out there and uh, be able to come out and at least put up a good fight. Yeah, I, I am just excited for Will Fuller. I think that just – he's going to see – I'd be shocked if he doesn't see 10 to 12 targets. Oh, he's this definitely going to see double digit. I mean, they're going to have to throw – they're going to throw a lot, yeah. and, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit when we go through the games, but I'm really excited for Will Fuller tonight. He's one of my – definitely a, a play this week, if you can. Uh, Mike Jasicki, Preston Williams, and Devontae Parker were all limited in Wednesday's practice for the Dolphins. Uh, I think a lot of that is just uh, just some rest, nothing – you know, Devontae Parker and uh, Mike Jasicki both should be fine. Yeah. Preston Williams is coming off an injury, so I think they're just giving him uh, – a little bit of rest heading into the the tough matchup they have in week one against the Patriots. Big news out of uh, Eagles camp, Jalen Rager returned to practice and was doing everything. Yeah, ahead of schedule, for sure. I do not like that. Um, you don't t- you don't return from a torn labrum that fast. Uh, also, Miles Sanders returned to practice. That is great news. And we kind of knew, we kind of figured that they were gonna, we weren't gonna hear much from him until you know closer to the season because you know they just didn't want to risk aggravating. But it didn't seem like something that I thought that really the way they were handling it that he was gonna miss the first week of the season. Yeah, and Miles Sanders, 
he might get. They said that they might dial back his usage in week one. They're not. Gonna, they're not going to need him. That's all right. That much yeah, I think that he'll teams. still get his points. I, I still see him scoring twenty points in the first three quarters. Well, I um, definitely think that they get him a touchdown, especially with the injuries and stuff that you've seen with the receiving core. I mean, even with Jalen Rager back, I mean, you don't know how many snaps he's going to get. Um, you know, I, I could see Miles Sanders getting himself a touchdown, and then you know having a few catches and a you know a little, a little decent chunk of yardage. So. Uh, Coach Ron Rivera said Washington will use a committee at running back. J.D. McKissick was listed as the number one running back on the on the first official unofficial death chart. Yeah, I mean that's just one of those things. No preseason games. Um, you know, coaches are going to say things. Um, we see it all the time. You know, I mean we saw it with the 49ers a lot last year. You know, Tevin Coleman would start, and then all the you know Raheem Mostert gets in there and. It's the curtains for him, you know. Yeah, I think that they they need to see what they have in Bryce Love. They need to see. I think they know what they have in Peyton Barber and J.D. McKissick. But they need to see what they yeah. have in, in Bryce Love and in Antonio Antonio Gibson. Gibson. And so they're going to work them all in just to see what's going on. Uh, one other piece of news: uh, Ryan Izzo listed as the starting running back or starting tight end on the Patriots death chart. That's that's something to keep an eye on, just because typically the the Titans or not Titans, the Patriots tight ends have been fantasy useful. Uh, last year was really the first time, and I know they didn't have Gronk, but you know they also had four guys last year they were rotating in. So if one of these guys, uh, Devin Asiasi or or Dalton McKean or or Ryan Izzo, if they can show up, they could be really useful for the Patriots. Uh, Cam New- Cam Akers was listed third. On the depth chart, does that scare you at all, Tyler? I know you've got quite a few shares. Um, yeah, I think I've got at least two or three shares of him. Um, other than in our Dynasty League, um, and actually I don't even have to start him there now because I'm definitely more confident starting Antonio Gibson than Cam Akers in Week 1. Um, but, I mean, if you have to start him, you know, uh, I think we're hoping, you know, as Cowboys fans, obviously we, we would love to see the Cowboys just – shut out the Rams and beat them 35 to zero or something. Right. But, you know, we're hoping for a good game and a fun game. And I think that, uh, you know, the Rams should be able to put up some points. And uh, I think at any given time, you know, I mean, uh, I, I want the Cowboys to win, but I, I would really like the Rams to score. Yes. <laughs> I've got enough Robert Wood shares that I hope well, they score. And so I, I, since it's not, he, I mean, he's one of the, you know, I mean, Daryl Henderson, I mean, he's probably going to play it sounds like, but you know, we don't really know how much he's going to be used. Malcolm Brown's a starter, but he's nothing special. I think that Cam Akers is going to get, you know, enough of a chance to get in there, and if he can just get in a little groove, um, you know, it could really pay off. Julian Edelman and Cam Newton, or Julian Edelman's being frequently targeted by Cam Newton. Is, is Julian Edelman gone up in your eyes a little bit the more you hear this news about those guys? Yeah, I mean, uh, he's, a, he's a value that I've snagged late in a couple drafts. Um, you know, maybe where I happen to go running back heavy, you know, waiting on those receivers, and then maybe a tight end fell to me, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm sitting here, and I've only got two, you know, really good receivers I like, and then Julian Edelman's still available, you know, so I mean, I've snagged him as a third receiver uh, in a couple places, and uh, I'm I'm really happy with that, so I think he's going to have a really high floor, probably not as high of a ceiling as he's had in the past, but, you know, he's, he's a good safe play. I agree, especially week one, yeah. uh, when we got a lot of guys we don't know much about. Devon Ozigbo over in Jacksonville was put on the team's injured, uh, and injured signed, list, and they signed yeah. Dare Ogunbowale. For those of you who don't know, last year Dare Ogunbowale was my late round. That, uh, yeah, that's my, who he, my late he round draft was guy. Break out. I mean, you know, after a not great uh, rookie season from Rojo, um, you know, Dare 
just kind of a uh, more of an unknown. He led you know, the team kinda... in, in targets for running backs. So. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't think it means much. He's going to be behind Chris Thompson in that yeah, role. Yeah, Chris Thompson is a way better option. I just think James Rob- and Robinson is a guy to go to now. With the Zeke ball on the injured list, I think James Robinson, you know, Reichwell on the COVID list. Well, you know, Jay Gruden's not going to do his boy Chris Thompson like that. So, you know, he's yeah. – He's not going to take much from Chris Thompson. Keep an eye on James Robinson. He's a guy I'd keep an eye on. Maybe not week one because he's got a tough matchup, but maybe snag him after week one. Uh, yeah, Chris Thompson week one is a start for sure. Yep. LaVisca Chenault also for the Jaguars being used in, in creative ways at practice. And we knew that could happen. Yep. He was, uh, you know, he had, had some carries at Colorado. So. Reps at running back, so. Uh, this is big, and I know this is big for you. The athletic Zach Kiefer said that the Colts drafted running back Jonathan Taylor to spell Marlon Mack mid-game, keeping him fresher in for the fourth quarter, which is kind of what I said early in the year. Yeah, you know, I've been out on Jonathan Taylor all year long, and this just reinforces that for me. You know, um, yeah, they're they're one of the ways to you know approach that backfield was looking at their early season schedule, and they had a really soft early season schedule for run defenses, and that was more likely going to lend itself to Marlon Mack was going to get first crack anyway, and he wasn't really going to be given an opportunity to slip up. Um, so, you know, unless Jonathan Taylor comes in, you know, in the in the end of the second quarter, um, you know, beginning of the third, and, and really just takes control, you know, it's uh, it, it's I'm not as confident as I may have been had that specific news not come out right before this game you know I, I knew that was likely the case but I was still probably going to take the shot in a couple leagues that I got him in but uh you know I might uh I might side with somebody else over him just for uh upside Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel both did not practice yesterday <sighs> go grab Kendrick Bourne yeah. I don't. I don't think either one of them should be playing. Uh, I, I would, both are injuries that that need the rest. So yeah, soft D- tissue for for Ayuk and and a foot injury. For, yeah, the, the for foot Debo. injury for Debo. I'm more worried about him coming back early. I mean, the soft tissue. I mean, obviously those can flare up this and that. But I mean, that's something with you know, with heat and with treatment you can do. I mean, with the foot injury, there's really not much right. you can do except for and stay it's such off a of risk it. of re-injury. <laughs> I know. And and the re-injury for that foot injury is way worse than it's, the initial injury. Yes. Uh, uh, Kendrick, Kendrick Drake moved, taking off the team's injury report. That's great news for anybody that drafted him. He was a little scary with that with the, boot. the boot, but he should be good to go. And last piece of news, Mitch Trubisky officially named Chicago starter. Somebody told me it was a false report, but I think it is set in stone now. Mitchell Trubisky is a starting quarterback. He's done really well against Detroit in the past, so I'm going to start him in my, my Superflex League. Well, a lot of it also out of, yeah. out of spite, but I'm going to start him, I think. Well, you know, you've seen those memes going around, you know, imagine passing up on Jameis Winston and Cam Newton just to send a fourth-round pick for Nick Foles and 20-whatever-million-dollars Nick Foles has got just to still start Mitch Trubisky. It's, uh, you know, it's a head-scratcher, but, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, in the back of their minds, they still want to validate the Mitch Trubisky move, um, you know, so maybe they did bring Nick Foles in in hopes of raising the competition level, and maybe Mitch really did beat him out. Um, but ultimately, I don't expect it to last the whole season, you know. But, I mean, it's better for Nick Foles to uh, come in late in the season anyway. He doesn't do good whenever he's got the job right off the bat, so – well, that'll, uh, that'll do it for our news and notes. We're going to jump right into some mailbag questions and then go through the games. Uh, the first mailbag question, Tyler, what is your favorite fantasy matchup this week, team versus team? 
Man, it's got to be the Brady and Breeze matchup. Uh, we haven't seen these very often in their careers. Um, and we get one to open up the season on two elite fantasy teams. Um, I mean, so many relevant players active in this matchup. And, uh, you know, just hope that it lives up to all that it can be. You know, I, w- I want to see at least both of them get in the 30s. Um, you know, I want I want to see a lot of points scored. I think it's going to be a really pass-heavy game. Yeah. Both teams have a really stout run defense. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers led by uh, Levante Davis or Le- Levante David and Vita Villa. Uh, and then, you know, the Saints had a great run defense last year. So I don't see either one of them getting a lot of uh, work on the on the ground. But I think in the air, uh, we saw the Saints struggle. We've seen Tampa Bay struggle for years uh, in the air. And I, I, I think Brady and Breeze, we're going to see how old they really are because they're going to be put to it right right, right away. They're going to be uh, thrown in there to, to – to be relied on by their by their teams. I think they've both got something to prove in this game, just in terms of Drew Brees wanting to move past all the offseason bullcrap that he was involved in, you know, just wanting to get back to football. Uh, Tom Brady obviously wanting to show that he still has it and he wasn't a system quarterback. I mean, both of them want to come out and prove a point in the first week and not, not a better way to do it than beating, um, you know, one of the best quarterbacks. They're the other best quarterback in your division, you know, between the two of them. So mine, mine is tonight. It's Chiefs, Chiefs, Texans. Yeah. For for a number of reasons. Number one, it's the first fantasy game, and and to me, that's I just can't. I'm so excited that I to me it's the, my favorite matchup. That well, I'm just so, so excited. It's so good. I but mean, it is good for yeah. fantasy. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Chiefs defense really came along last year, and we're we're really solid down the stretch. The Texans have a horrible defense, so we expect the Chiefs to. Uh, have a great game. I get to see Clyde Edwards-Helaire, the most, probably the most anticipated player for me to watch uh, in in week one is Clyde Edwards-Helaire because I have so many shares of him, and I got a lot of them in the first round that he better. <laughs> I hope he lives up to the hype, or I'm in big trouble. Yeah. Uh, and then on the Texans side, you know, we talked about Brandon Cooks being out. I uh, potentially, potentially, I, I I don't think he'll play. But I, I've talked a lot about. Will Fuller uh, all all off season, and so I, I'm excited to see Will Fuller uh, get his opportunity. He's healthy. We'll see if he gets some targets. I think David Johnson is a play this week. Uh, I think he's a, a a must start, in my opinion, because he's going to see a lot of targets with, especially if Brandon Cooks is out, and he's going to get the ball. You know where Kansas City, I think. I think where they they could struggle is maybe on the ground, uh, with, you know, defensively. So I could see maybe David Johnson, he could have over 100 yards uh, well, I mean, total. If, if Brandon Cooks plays, I mean, you've got Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller stretching the field, and Deshaun Watson's an elite downfield passer. Um, all that's going to do is open up room for dump-offs to David Johnson or obviously not anywhere near a stacked box. So, I mean, you know, there's going to be there's gonna be room for everybody to uh, have a little bit of run in this, in this game. Yeah, I – I'm excited to see what happens tonight. Tyler, next question. What are you most anticipated to see in week one? What, uh, what is it about week one that you're – the question you want to have answered or at least uh, get some kind of clarification on? I mean, I think I would probably speak for the fantasy community in general in saying it's just going to be exciting seeing these rookie and committee backfields unfold. And, and, that, you know, and that even includes the Melvin Gordon-Philip Lindsay dynamic. Um, I didn't even think about that one. Yeah, I know we were talking about rookies, and, but, but Melvin Gordon-Philip Lindsay is a big one. Yeah. I have Melvin Gordon in a league where he ended up being my RB2, and I was not happy about it, but I guess I'll get to see week one. Uh, they've got a, a, a pretty decent matchup. 
uh, with uh, on Monday night against Tennessee, a strong, strong uh, defensive team. We'll see how they they utilize Melvin Gordon. Well, I think uh, I think that people are expecting Melvin Gordon to definitely be more the passing down back. And even though Philip Lindsay's kind of a smaller profile back, I mean, uh, you know, for him to handle most of the early down work. Um, but I do think that. Um, Melvin Gordon's going to have him edged out in uh, touchdown upside for sure. So it's just going to be interesting to see what all these splits turn out to be after week one because we've had no preseason to really give us an idea. Yeah, mine's going to be – I'm going to be a little bit more specific because it has a lot of interest to me, and it's going to be how the Rams use 12 personnel. I think it's something we've talked about. You know, A lot of people have talked about this offseason, and, and I think – with a, you could, I could probably make it more more broad and say that how a lot of these teams, that the way they ended last year, are they going to play that way to start this year? Yeah. Uh, are the Titans going to lean more on? So I guess for me, it's scheme change. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, normally in the preseason we get a good idea of kind of what uh, maybe some scheme change some teams teams might be looking at, but the the two big ones for me is are the Titans going to throw more with Ryan Tannehill? And and they're going to have that opportunity. Sure hope so yeah, we, they're going to have that opportunity against Denver. They don't have Von Miller, and it looks like Bradley Chubb might not be ready for Week One. So they're going to have an opportunity to throw the football. Are they going to, or are they going to do you know what they did last year and give Derrick Henry three hundred you know carries? And I I think that I think they'll probably I don't know. It's hard to say because they could come out trying to make a point, you know, that that they can throw. But I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them. Still go run. They, they didn't, pay, first they didn't week. pay Ryan Tannehill to throw the ball 420 times. That's what I'm saying. They didn't yeah. pay Ryan Tannehill to be a game manager. They paid him to win games with his arm when necessary, or you know, to compliment Derrick Henry. You don't compliment Derrick Henry by giving him 300 carries and letting the quarterback throw 400 <laughs> times. Um, and then with the Rams, you know, that 12 personnel is, is huge for a number of reasons. One, Cooper Cup. Yeah, uh, we saw how bad Cooper Cup was whenever they moved to twelve personnel. Uh, if it wasn't for touchdowns, he would have been pretty awful. And then Robert Woods, what's his usage going to be like? Uh, he definitely had an uptick in the twelve personnel. Yeah, it's going to be great. And then you got Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett. Uh, Everett. Uh, they also have a rookie tight end who you know was uh, was pretty thought pretty highly of. I, I can't honestly. And then Bryson Hopkins uh, out of Purdue, a pretty good receiving tight end. So we'll see what they do there. Uh, you know what they're doing with their scheme is going to be pretty big to me. Uh, Tyler, someone you're most worried about letting you down in week one? Well, uh, we talked about it kind of in the news and notes, and uh, Jonathan Taylor. Um, luckily, um, in a couple places I have him, he's more of like my RB three. So you know, I was I kind of took him as a long term investment and was planning on that anyway. But in this week one, where honestly I expect the Colts to just beat down the Jaguars, I was thinking that there was going to be a good chance that even if Marlon Mack has a good game, that Jonathan Taylor gets gets a lot of run late in the game just to close it out, you know, and, and really gets to, uh, you know, showcase uh, his, his running ability. Mine, mine could be Antonio Gibson, but in most leagues that I have him, I don't have to start him, and I probably won't. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with somebody who I did draft to start who could – struggle uh and that's that's AJ Brown um or D, or DJ Chark I'll go with either one of those two both are are guys I drafted in a, you know I I went running back heavy and, and wide receiver in the mid rounds and normally that ended up with AJ Brown and DJ Chark as my you know either wide receiver one or wide receiver two well, I mean if you think the Jags are going to get curb stomped then and and in and that's the the thing though is that Indianapolis has a pretty good defense right. their pass defense their secondary is probably their weakness but it's still not 
week. You know, yeah. it's it's still a pretty solid uh, pass defense. So I think, and and then obviously Tennessee, I think, is more on game script is what's going to be most affecting AJ Brown. Uh, does he see an uptick in targets like we hope, or is he going to be dependent on 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 efficiency? And I think in week one, uh, those two scare me as two guys who possibly could let me down uh, because of a lot how much I have invested in them. You know, I had to draft them in a spot where I was put, I was going to have to start them based on the way that I was drafting this year. So yeah, um, I'm I'm a little worried about those two. All right, Tyler, let's move through. We're going to go through each game. Uh, Tyler and I will uh, we'll give our uh, a brief analysis of the game, and we will. Uh, have our, our little pick them, see who we think is going to win. We did this last year. We'll try to be a little bit more consistent with it this year. Um, if, if I win at the end of the year, Tyler owes me lunch. If he wins, I don't owe him anything. <laughs> uh, we're going to start Thursday night game. Uh, Tyler, uh, you know, kick us off. Houston versus uh, uh, Kansas City. Uh, give me your thoughts. I know we've talked about it a little bit. but Yeah, so Houston going to Kansas City. Uh, now, do we know if they're going to – I know that they had gotten approval for fans at some point this season. Are they going to have fans to start off this game, the Chiefs? I believe so. I think so. I think so, so. yeah. Um, that'll be great. I hope so. I mean, I'd love to see as many of these games as I can with fans actually in the stands. Um, it's just really, I think it's going to help the players get in that zone, um, whether it's a full stadium or not. And honestly, I hope that they allow, you know, supplemented uh, crowd noise. Um, just all for the players, not not for the viewers sake um just I, I really want the players to just feel as normal as possible hopefully uh but I, i'm excited for this game i think that both teams are gonna be able to put up a good fight uh, ultimately i think that the chiefs are gonna win but yes love to see Clyde edwards or lair uh, i've got patrick mahomes i've got some uh, david johnson and i've got some will fuller so gonna have all four of those guys going yeah, same here. I've got a little bit of all that going. I got a lot of Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He's one, you know, when I talk about somebody letting me down, he's actually probably the when I think about it, probably the biggest one. I got well, him. That would a, be the biggest letdown. Right. Sure. I have him in the first got him in the first round in quite a few leagues, and if he doesn't perform, then that's gonna be a, a big worry for me. He has the the matchup to perform. The question is, you know, Darrell Williams, you know, another piece of news, Darrell Williams, uh the backup, DeAndre Washington let go. We've seen Darrell Williams poach. Goal line carries from Damian Williams. He could do it here, and that that would be a big. Um, if he gets, if Darrell Williams gets ten to twelve touches, that's not good, in my opinion. Uh, I think I want to see Darrell Williams in the six to seven touches range. Clyde over Tillaire in the the fifteen to twenty. Yeah. So that that's something I'm watching definitely in this game. But Casey, I think it's going to be an easy one. Moving on to the Sunday at noon game. Start with Seattle and Atlanta. Tyler, I know you're excited. Atlanta uh, is an offense that you have heavily bought into. I, I did not get as many shares of the Atlanta offense as I thought. And honestly, I got the guy who I really thought I never would draft, and that's Julio Jones. I got a lot of Julio Jones, <laughs> yeah. a lot more than I Yeah, he was falling into that second round, um, you know, just really good value for, for right. basically a guy that's going to be in the conversation for the number one overall wide, wide receiver. Right. You know, if his touchdowns were to, are to improve, which we – we don't anticipate because they've yet to improve in his whole career. But he's going to have he's going to have a lot of yards. He's going to have a lot of catches. Hayden Hurst is a, is a guy to watch this week. And they're playing against the Seattle defense that added Jamal Adams has, has done some uh, revamping over the years and is trying to get back to the their Super Bowl years of a great defense on their offensive side. They should have a field day, which is great for the Atlanta offense. You know they should be able to. You know the Atlanta defense is still really bad. They didn't do enough to to make it any better than it was last year. I mean, year. this low key could have been uh, 
you know, one of the best, you know, or in the best fantasy matchup that, right. I, that I said earlier. But I, I, you can't pass up the Brady Breeze matchup. But I mean, this is another one that's going to, fantasy players are going to feast on this. I'm excited to see if they're going to let Russ cook. I don't think so, but I hope so. I've got him, I've got him in a really important league. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I would, I'm going to, I'm interested to see how D, DK Metcalf. And Tyler Lockett are used. Is DK Metcalf the new number one, or is Tyler Lockett still the one? I think it's Lockett. No, um, it's Lockett. But I know that some people are are hyped up on DK Metcalf. Uh, so who you got, Seattle or, K- or Atlanta? I've got to go with Atlanta. They're playing at home. Um, you know, it's going to be inside. I mean, if it were up in Seattle and there was a little more factor with being outdoors. But, you know, I mean, Atlanta – like I said, uh, Matt Ryan, I think, is going to have an elite year. Julio Jones, elite. Calvin Ridley, potential to be a, a second wide receiver one in, in that same offense. Um, I mean, I'm excited to see what Todd Gurley is going to do, honestly, and Hayden Hurst with his new team. you know. But on the flip side, you know, I think DK and Tyler Lockett are going to be fine. Um, it, that's another backfield there that we're going to see what the dynamic is. I mean, I think we all expect Chris Carson to handle, you know, uh, the lion's share of the workload, but I, I'll be interested to see how much, if any, uh, Carlos Hyde and uh, DJ Dallas get worked in there. But I, I definitely, I'm taking Atlanta here. I'm going Seattle. I think that overall they're a better team, and I think that Russell Wilson, uh, the, in a year where can continue, uh, I'm going to struggle with this word. I don't know why. Continuity Con- is uh, is so important. A team like Seattle that's bringing back you know almost their entire offense uh, is is going to be big uh, to me. We get they got a, a good safety valve in Greg Olson at tight end, uh, which we know how important that is for Russ, uh, especially in the red zone. So I'm going with Seattle. I think they win this one pretty uh, pretty easily. Ooh. I don't I don't think it'll be that close. I think that the 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 Falcons will score, but in the end, you know Seattle's going to. So gonna, you think you think Seattle is going to put up like 35? But the Falcons only put up like 27 or 28, something, or something? like that. Yeah, maybe maybe like 24. Yeah. Oh. So, okay. uh, Cleveland and Baltimore, <clears throat> the Cleveland Steamers. <laughs> we got to talk about uh, Odell's trending. Uh, if you, oh, you're boy. not aware, go go look that up. Uh, but uh, man. The Browns. Hey man, let the let the guy do what he wants to do, man. It's his life. It's his, I don't like him being exposed like that. Why these do Why these thoughts to gonna go on here and just expo- like? Uh, weren't you just blessed with yeah, I know. being being flown out and, and all this stuff and hanging out with Odell and you just gotta blast him like that? I mean, I, I don't, he's a weird dude. Yeah, I mean, let him be geez. weird, man. He, it's his own personal business, but uh, I expect him to come out and have a. He's got to have a, a statement game. He um, does. This, I mean, the Ravens are going to put up points, so it's not like that. Cleveland's not going to be throwing. And the Ravens have a fine defense, but, I mean, it's Odell Beckham. I mean, you're supposed to be one of the best receivers in the league. You're not the number two receiver to Jarvis Landry. I don't care that Kareem Hunt's there. I don't care that Austin Hooper's there. Uh, I mean, Odell Beckham has to have a bounce back has here. Has to. And, and, and it starts here. And this is a team to make a statement against. And, and same goes for Baker Mayfield. Oh, if the, if, Bra- if, if the if, Browns could win this game right here, the hype is back on yes. going to the Super Bowl. And, and <laughs> you know what? Like ba- Baker, Baker, to me, you know, I'm an OU fan, so I've seen Baker in, in big games. And this is where, to me, this is the, the perfect setup for Baker. The, the, You've had all offseason to get ready yes. for this game, all the – all the crap that's been talked on, y'all, all the letdown from last year, it's off your shoulders. You don't have the high expectations. Just go out there and let it loose. And that's why I'm picking Cleveland to win. No, I'm t- I, <laughs> I got to take the Ravens. I, I, can't, I can't buy into the Cleveland Browns right now. It's not that I don't have faith in the Ravens. It's that I have that much faith, faith in the Browns. 
and the way that Baker feeds off of negativity. He got some of the, you know, he had the offseason to get a yeah. lot of the stuff off him. He's with a new coach who uh, is going to play to his strengths. And that's what I think that Freddie Kitchens failed to do. I understand people talk about how they just brought in another guy with very minimal experience, uh, one year as an offensive coordinator, first year as a head coach. But Stefanski is going to play to Baker's strengths. He's going to be, you know, Baker's a great play-action passer. He's going to use that uh, to their advantage. They're going to do a, a lot more with Odell than the basic, here, Odell, you're, you're double-covered, just forcing the ball. They're going to find creative ways to get him open. And I, I think Cleveland is going to make a statement in week one. Well, I mean, I definitely think you got a couple different dynamics at play here. I mean, you got Cleveland being the underdog. Obviously, you know, no pressure because all the, all the hype was last season. Um, you've obviously got something to prove. I mean, for the for the Ravens, I mean, honestly, that you could find them with their heads not in the right place, just thinking, man, like we, you know, two years in a row getting knocked out of the playoffs. You know, the run we had last year, and just maybe not getting zoned in just for this first game because it's the Browns. So I could definitely see it, but uh, I'm I'm not counting on it. Uh, New York Jets, Buffalo Bills. Typically, this is a gross fantasy matchup, but the Bills have come around in the in the uh, in the last couple of years, big story for me out of this game is Zach Moss. Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, yes. what happens in that area? Are we going to see more Zach Moss? Are we going to see Devin Singletary? I think we're going to see more Zach Moss than maybe people are, are giving him credit I, I for. I mean, we're going to see at least Zach Moss getting 40% of the backfield touches. Um, and, and, you know, that could end up being something that's, uh, you know, game script related, and this is a game that could get – you know the the Bills could get out in the lead, and maybe Zach Moss is just more the guy that they trust. Um, you know to secure the ball and right. just you know run the, run the clock fumbling out. issues. Yeah, so. And see, and that's what the fumbling issues to me. That's when it comes into play. Mm-hmm. Is in some of these games where the Bills, you know, historically they've been in close games because the way they play the game, they play strong defense, they run the ball. But they added they added Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen is is improving as a quarterback. Austin Knox. Yeah, if they step, if they yeah. if they take a step forward on the offensive side and get a little bit more explosive and can put up some points they're going to start to lean heavy on that running game late and and you're right with the fumbling issues that Singletary's had in camp that to me just they're not going to risk it no you need McDermott McDermott needs to win this year yes and if that means it's Zach Moss because he holds on to the football then it's going to be Zach Moss on the Jets side uh tough defensive matchup they're already a struggling offense they have Adam Gay so they're at a disadvantage heading into the game I mean you're gonna Um, you're gonna you're going to start Le'Veon Bell because you got him probably as your RB2, maybe your flex, but, you know, he's he's got plenty of uh, usage upside. I mean. Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Gibson week one? Um, I'd go with Le'Veon Bell just probably because of the draft capital that I spent on him. Now, I hadn't gotten Gibson since his draft capital right. shot way up, but, um, you know, I, I'll probably still give Bell a first crack at that in my lineup. Uh uh, he, I don't. He doesn't seem like a guy that. I'm well, really in gonna... PPR leagues, he should have. He should have a fine game. I don't think he's going to blow the you know blow the roof off right, or anything. Right, right, but... and that's all you need for because you probably didn't get him as your RB one. So right, he's at least your RB two. You just need him to be you know decent. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing you're going Buffalo. Yes. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Uh, I really do. I, I mean, the Jets' defense is bad, so I could see Diggs and, and Allen having a big first week. Uh, they're gonna they're going I, to throw the ball deep early. I hope so because I mean I, I love Diggs as a receiver. I don't currently have him on any rosters, um, but you know I I love that guy uh, with the Vikings. This guy that I had or tried to get every year of his career, pretty much. And uh, yeah, I'd love to see them have success. 
Raiders Panthers. This is a kind of a gross game. Uh, I don't I don't I don't think it's gonna be fun to watch, but it does have a few uh, fantasy relevant re- relevant relevant <laughs> players. Uh, most notably on on Carolina side, CMC and DJ Moore on Vegas' side, Josh Jacobs and the the rookie wide receivers. Maybe I think probably the only two rookie wide receivers besides well I guess you got Jerry Judy that are. Really penciled in as starters. Yeah, yeah. For, for Edwards week and one. Henry Ruggs. I mean, yeah, the Tyrell Williams uh, injury has really um, expedited that. And, uh, I mean, it's the right thing. I mean, even if – I know if Tyrell Williams was there, it would be tough to, to make that call. But, you know, it, it's I think it's the right thing for them. And, honestly, um, you know, you haven't heard good things about uh, Curtis Samuel throughout their camp. And so I think that uh, – Robbie Anderson is going to be an undervalued guy throughout the season um, that we could see get some get some targets. Um, I so think Derek I'm, Carr. I mean, this is a bold prediction here, but Derek Carr is going to be a top six quarterback week top one. Six. Oh, yeah. week one. Week one. Okay, not year long. Yeah. Week one. I really think you know Derek Carr is a really really underrated quarterback. I might even he, go back through and pick. I'm, he, I'm he's looking just at, he's just had you know he's just mentally he's struggled with with a couple years and and. Criticism, and I mean, obviously, you know, he had teammates losing respect for him for basically crying on the field. I mean, so just mentally, he's been through it. But I think that second year with John Gruden, I mean, I, I think that he is going to take a, a big step forward and, and be more consistent. We saw him be, you know, really come on, you know, at, at times last year. Um, but you know, hopefully, he, he dials up the consistency. Uh, I'm taking Vegas. Who you got? Man, no, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Panthers to go ahead and stop this out. Wow, they got a really bad defense. Oh. All right, all right. Chicago and Detroit, Mitch Trubisky versus Matthew Stafford. I, I, I mean, this one is gonna be another ugly game. <laughs> it's <laughs> not gonna be fun to watch. I don't trust anybody in Detroit's backfield. If David Montgomery doesn't play, I don't trust anybody but Tariq Cohen in Chicago's backfield. You know, yeah. I do not I do not trust Ryan Null. If he comes out and has a big game, well, you know. I'd rather start Cordero Patterson at running back, even though I don't even know if you can have him designated as a running back in any fantasy format. I'm not but sure he's gonna get some he's gonna get some snaps at running back if David Montgomery's not not playing. Yeah, I I'm excited to see Allen Robinson. And really, I want to see Mitch Trubisky. He does, he's historically done well against the Lions. He, and was, he was serviceable in, in uh, 2018. And we saw, you know, like you've talked about him, mean, we saw, um, you know, Jordan Howard be a highly productive running back. And we saw Tariq Cohen be a top 12 PPR running back. And uh, so, you know, I, I'd, I'd love to see whoever's the starter there. It, it's better. I want all fantasy situations to be good. <laughs> like, right, right. So. So on, on the Detroit helping. side, we're going to get to see uh, Matthew Stafford. And, again, this goes back to what we talked about with scheme. Uh, they became, a, I guess, like a power-passing type offense. They threw the ball deep with Matthew Stafford in those games that he played. They threw the ball often. Adrian Peterson is your running back right now. You're going to feed him. But I, I think at the end of the day, when you, when you look at your squad, you say, who do I trust the most? That's Matthew Stafford. Yeah. And, and they're going to put the ball in Matthew Stafford's hand to win the game. Uh, Chicago's defense isn't what it was. It's still strong, but it's not the lockdown defense that it was uh, in the past. I'm hoping um, for another week one um, breakout from Hawkinson, but sustained right. this year. So uh, that, that'll that be the, the most exciting the thing mold. I'm I mean, he fits for. the mold of a breakout tight end, yeah. so we'll see. Who you got, Chicago or Detroit? Oh, man. 
I'm gonna take Detroit. I just don't like Mitch. Um, I, I I like what you know what Matt Stafford was doing last year. Um, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with their backfield, but I don't think it matters. Yeah, um, I agree. I took. Uh, I also am taking Detroit again. I trust Matthew Stafford more than I trust Mitch Trubisky. The the Lions added Jeff Okuda. They dra- they added a couple guys out of New England on the defensive line and and the front seven. <clears throat> so I, I'm. I'm going Detroit in, in this one. Indianapolis and Jacksonville, Tyler. This is a uh, an interesting one. Tough defensive matchup for the Jaguars. Indianapolis' defense is, is, is strong, but we've been high on Gardner Minshew and DJ Chark all year long. James Robinson's going to get a lot of rush, a lot of touches on the ball, but that's probably going to mean I could see him having – 15 carries, 16 carries for 60 yards, you yeah, know, maybe. I mean, if that many carries, I think that they get behind and they get behind fast, and we see a lot more of Chris Thompson. Um, so, I, I honestly, I'd be surprised if Robinson uh, got 15, 15 carries. Outside um, of quarterbacks, who do you think could be the, the – I think Chris Thompson could be the number one scorer in this game. Oh, definitely. Outside of quarterbacks. Definitely, because, I mean, I, I think that uh, it, it's going to be easier. Like, that's going to be – the Jaguars are going to have a hard time moving the ball. Like, whenever Gardner doesn't find DJ Chark down the field, and he's going to do that, I think DJ Chark's going to be fine in this first week. He's going to get, you know, a few catches for a decent amount of yardage, maybe a touchdown. But I think that the easiest way they're going to find to move the ball is going to be dump-offs to Chris Thompson, and they're going to get, you know, six, seven yards at a time, and that's just going to be the game. He might have close to ten catches in this game. Gardner Minshew or Phillip Rivers? Shoot. Gardner Minshew, because I think that also he might have to do a lot of work on the ground himself. Um, so, I mean, it might not be your typical <laughs> quarterback uh, game. But, you know, I think that we're going we're gonna to end up seeing a lot of Marlon Mack and uh, Jonathan Taylor once the uh, Colts get up, you know, and they're, they're not going to let the Jaguars make an impact on turnovers, you know, late in the game. I think that they're going to just kind of – Lull this one away once yeah. they get up in the second half. So I'm going to Indianapolis. I'm guessing you are too. Another easy one. Well, from what I just said, don't you think I'm Jaguars? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Green Bay and Minnesota. This is always a fun game. Uh, always just a, a dog fight. It's going to be interesting this year. We Minnesota made some changes on offense. Uh, Bissy Johnson, Ola Bissy Johnson is going to be starting at wide receiver over Justin Jefferson. We're going to get yeah. to see how they're going to use Justin Jefferson on Green Bay side. Do they have a wide receiver too? Is it Mar- is it Marquez Valdez scaling? Is it Alan Lazard, or are they just going to be garbage that spot again this year? Well, sounds like it's going to be Valdez Scantling, but I guess fantasy wise, you'd say that it's uh, Lazard because I don't really see anybody holding on to Marquez Valdez Scantling, right. and uh, plenty of people are holding on to Lazard. Lazard has the higher ceiling, um, but I wouldn't probably be playing either one of them this week, and you probably don't have to because you got them late. So right. um, I- I'd probably keep them out of my lineup, but. Um, yeah, I mean it's going to be exciting to see um, Dalvin Cook back. I, I want to see, I want to see them give Aaron Jones twelve to fifteen touches, but you know who knows really. Yeah, Jamal Williams do. has gotten a lot, a lot of good press in camp. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers said he came back and has something different about it. I don't have any Aaron Jones, so no skin off my nose really. But you know, you just you hate to see it. A guy who uh, who we've been begging to be freed, and then he got freed, and then they said, well, you know, what, we're going to go ahead and draft a running right. back, and then not commit to you. Still, um, he's still looking for a contract. Um, in this game, I think uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is pissed. Um, I think he's got something to prove. Uh, I'm going to go with Green Bay in this game. 
and uh, you know, look for Aaron Rodgers to start off the year on the right foot. And it's if they win this game, it's all because of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm going the same way. I think Aaron Rodgers, Devonta Adams are about to have a big game. This Vikings yeah, defense Adams is not what it what it is uh, what it's been in well, the past. Daniel Hunter uh, went off uh, went on IR. Um, Everson Griffin's gone. Yes. Um, and and you know, I know they they traded for uh, Ngakwe, but at the end of the day. Um, that secondary is not what it once was. They got some great safeties. They got Harrison Smith and uh, I can't remember the other guy, but they their cornerbacks Xavier Rhodes. Remember when not, Xavier Rhodes was good? He's just not that anymore, man. He got burned. <laughs> it was a lot like one year. year. One year he was elite. Yeah, and Rhodes closed. I yeah, remember that. Yeah. So I, I think Devonte Adams, Aaron Rodgers have a big game. I, honestly, Devonte Adams, I think will be the number one receiver after Week One. I, I yeah, think he's, I mean he's he's got the opportunity. I mean he could he could easily have three touchdowns in this game. Yeah, I yeah, mean, easily. So I'm going Green Bay as well. Miami, New England, Fitz Magic, the starting quarterback versus Cam Newton. Just uh, interesting matchup for sure. The New England defense, everybody's expecting them not to be what they were last year. No, you Fitz can't. Magic, uh, you know, Fitz Magic torched them at the end of the year last year. So a lot of hype for Miami's week one, you know, a possible week one upset. Personally, no, I don't. I don't see it. I think Cam. I mean. Cam has gotten, you know, I don't always believe the hype, but the hype with Cam has been so good that I just, I, I think Cam is going to be back to old Cam. I think he's a, he's a man on a mission. He's uh, rejuvenated. Um, you know, he's he's in a good place right now, in a good headspace, and uh, you know, a guy like Cam, obviously that that can unravel quickly um, if certain things aren't going a certain way or whatever, you know, or whatever. But I think right now. Um, He's in a good place. He seems to be healthy, and a healthy Cam is a good Cam. And uh, I just I don't think Miami is uh, quite going to have it figured out this week, right here. So I'm going New England here. Um, just mostly in this. I mean, you're going to start Devonta Parker. Um, mostly in this, you know, you're 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 just waiting to see how everything unfolds. You know, whether it's between Jordan Howard and Breida, whether you're seeing how Gasicki looks in that offense, whether you're seeing, you know if Nikhil Harry can do anything, or which running back takes hold of the uh, New England backfield. There's a lot of ambiguity here. Yeah, Sony uh, Michelle's going to get the start, and if he's going to have a big week, this would be the week to have it. This will be one of his better offenses. He's going to need it to, you know, catapult him, you know, out ahead and, yeah. and really try to secure some touches. So we'll see if Sony Michelle can, can come through. I'm excited to see uh, not just Cam, but I, I'm excited to see the Patriots defense because here's the deal. Bill Belichick has historically – been successful with no-name guys. Yeah. He, he brings back some important members of the defense, number, mainly St- Stephen Gilmore. Well, but they had a lot of guys opt out. They did, but they you've still got a, a cornerstone franchise cornerback in Stephen Gilmore, one, one of the best corners to, to play in the last 10 years. I mean, Gilmore is incredible. Yeah. Then they've also got uh, they, they got a, some good pass rushers. So – I don't think that defense is going to be as bad as everybody thinks. Fitzmagic is, is a a very volatile quarterback. He could throw five touchdowns and light the Patriots up. He could throw five interceptions and get benched and get benched. <laughs> yeah. So either way, but I'm going with New England. But I'm excited to see you know for fantasy purposes, I am excited to see what the Patriots defense do because that Patriots defense last year won people leagues. Oh yeah, I mean it was a integral part of uh, me winning our our uh, Washa Pasbins league. Um, that along with the uh, Drafting Lamar um, and a couple keepers I had. Just I had a really good uh, really good base. 
Philadelphia and the Washington football team. Easy, easy pick here. We're both going to go Philadelphia yes. without question. Uh, but this game does have one of the more exciting. Uh, I'll be rooting for the Redskins, though. I'd love they're not I, the Redskins anymore. You'll be rooting <laughs> be, for the football I'll team. I'll be rooting for uh, Washington. <laughs> You'll be rooting for the football team. <laughs> no, probably not, but. Uh, Washington it has one of the most exciting um, backfield battles that, that we're going to see. I want to know what happens. I, I want to see how much run Bryce Love gets. How are they going to utilize Antonio Gibson? That's one of the most exciting things for me to see this week. And then with Philadelphia – what are they going to do at wide receiver? Hopefully Jalen Rager doesn't play. I don't think it's smart for him to come back this early from a torn labrum. Deshaun Jackson should have – I mean, forget. don't forget what he did last week against, or last year against Washington. I mean, yeah, Washington's a, a, a team that he probably holds a grudge against just because of the way things ended there and him, you know, ended up in Tampa, which was pretty good for him. But, I mean, you know, he, he's a guy that uh, – I mean, he, he tends to have big games in uh, grudge matchups. He does. He does. As Cowboys fans, we know it. We've yeah. seen him. He hates us, and he definitely has showed out against us in the past. I'm excited to see what Philadelphia's offense can do, uh, particularly Deshaun Jackson and Miles Sanders. Do they step up and get a lot of work? Zach Ertz should probably see quite a few uh, receptions. Can in this Carson one. Wentz not get injured in this game? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we've got uh, Los Angeles Chargers. First 3 o'clock game we're going to go over. Los Angeles Chargers, Cincinnati Bengals. Big story, obviously, is Joe Burrow's first game. He's playing against one of the, if not the best, defense slash secondary in the NFL in the Chargers. I'd probably say the best secondary in the NFL, even without Derwin James. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, big hit. But even without Derwin yeah, James, still I mean. Casey Hayward. Yeah, Casey um, you Hayward. Got, you got Chris Harris Jr. Joey so. Bosa. Um, I, in there, so. I definitely don't want to, um, I don't, I'm, I'm definitely lowering my expectations for Joe Burrow week one. Uh, that Bengals offense, I think is going to be great this year. I don't think this is the, the matchup to show it. This could end up being one of those buy low candidates that, that after week one, they look really rough and you can buy some of these guys like AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, AJ Green is fully healthy, a captain. Also just a a sleeper out of nowhere to keep an eye on. It, it just came uh, into the picture how much of a sleeper he is. But after I saw Gio Bernard's mustache, that dude could take over the the starting role. Uh, that, yes. that mustache is incredible. You can't bench a guy with that kind of mustache. They should have just given him a big contract, not Joe Mixon. Yeah, he earned it. He's got that BDE right there with that mustache. <laughs> so I'm excited. For, That's all it takes. I'm excited for, for what we see out of Cincinnati. But most importantly, the, the biggest question for me, bigger than Joe Burrow, is – What's the offense for the Chargers going to look like with Tyrod Taylor instead of Phillip Rivers? What's Austin Eckler going to be like? Josh Kelly, you know, that's there's a lot of questions on the Chargers um, offense that against a weak defense like the Bengals, we might get to get some answers in Week One. Yep, I'm going Chargers though. I am as well. Easy, easy pick there. Tampa Bay and New Orleans this probably our tough. game of the week. Yes. Um, Brady Breeze, the old two oldest, two first time two quarterbacks over forty are, are playing against each other in an NFL game, um, or starting the season opener against each other. Chris Godwin's going to go off in this game, calling it now. Mike Evans might not play. This is just a recipe for Godwin to have one hundred and fifty yards and, and ten catches. You know, I'm I'll be rooting for the Saints because I mean I've I've always you know I've always liked most of their players, but. Um, I've just got a bad feeling that uh, that Tom Brady's gonna gonna edge this one out. And I know I know that people talk about continuity and how the Saints have some of the best continuity. 
When your quarterback's Tom Brady, I don't think you need continuity. I'm not worried about continuity with a guy like Tom Brady that's just a uh, student of the game and is such a leader that I don't think the continuity is going to be an issue. I mean, I think Tom, Tom Brady has more to prove than Drew Brees. As much as Drew Brees wants to move on to football and have the talk around him being about football, I think that Tom Brady's just got that that mentality for this first game. And it, as much as Drew Brees wants to win it, I think that Tom Brady is going to want it more just, just to get off on the right foot in the new place. So Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm going with Tampa Bay, and you're going Tampa Bay? Yeah. Um, I, I am excited to see with Chris, Chris Godwin and Michael Thomas. This is going to be our wide receiver one and two this year, whatever way you want to put it. I think it's going to go Godwin-Thomas. Um, I think both of them are going to uh, show out in this one. They got weak secondaries. So that's going to be – that's one of my favorite matchups this year is, or this week is going to be Godwin-Thomas, who has the bigger game. And We're going to get it twice game. this year. Yeah, so <laughs> it'll be interesting to see. One of them has got to be a wild card this year in the yeah. playoffs. Which well, is- and they have the, they have the new the, – we moved to the 17 playoffs – um, this year, I think, isn't, isn't that right? I don't know if it was this year because were they going to do it the same year that they were going to move to seventeen? I, I thought I thought it was this year. Anyway, I thought I read but, it was this year. But um, Arizona, San Francisco. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, lot, lots of uh, lots of fantasy hype around Arizona. Um, lots of fantasy ambiguity uh, for San Francisco, other than George Kittle. I mean, well, and, and you look at George Kittle, and don't get me wrong, George Kittle's going to have a big week, but. Last year, George Arizona Kittle. Was yeah, they, they were the worst year. in the NFL against tight ends last year, but they signed Isaiah Simmons, or yeah. they drafted Isaiah Simmons, and yeah. that dude's a game changer. He's athletic. He's big. I mean, he's Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons is – he was one of my favorite players in the draft, um, and, and that is a big pickup for Arizona. Arizona was really happy to get him there yeah. they got him. They, they, I mean, that guy could have gone one overall. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't – well, two overall. Chase Young still – I mean, Chase Young is an absolute maniac, but – Isaiah Simmons isn't far behind him, and um, I think he's going to have a big role in stopping. And that's why they took him. I mean, yeah, he's George gonna be Kittle between, is he's gonna be between yeah. the hash marks, and yeah. he, he's he's going to be that's going to be his area. Well, if you got if you want to win your division, you got to stop the top dog in the division, and the top dog is San Francisco. And when you have the worst, they have the best tight end in the NFL or second best tight end in the NFL, and you have the worst defense against tight ends. You need to get a playmaker that can guard those tight ends, and they do that with, with Isaiah Simmons. I think that's a big reason the Seahawks went and got Jamal Adams. Yeah. Same exact reason. George Kittle's having that kind of impact on the entire division. Yeah. So I, I'm excited to see um, Arizona, you know, how, they, how they play against San Francisco, because it's going to say a lot. Last year it was just if you played Arizona, you get, their tight, get the tight end playing Arizona and put them in, because that's what you want. Um, I think Arizona's offense has a lot of questions to answer in week one. they got a tough defense to do it against. But can Kyler Murray take a step forward is the big question. I, I'd like to think he can, um, but he's going to have a rough week one. Right. Tem- yeah. Temper your expectations for week one for Kyler Murray. For but sure. DeAndre Hopkins, is he going to get the, uh, a lot of targets? It's gonna, I want to see how Arizona spreads the ball around. Again, it goes to scheme. You know, what, what are they going to do? Is, is Chase Edmonds going to get some run? Or is it going to be all Kenyon Drake? There's a lot of questions on that Arizona offense that maybe we're overlooking. Uh, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, who's wide receiver two? Do they have a wide receiver two, or is it just going to be you know, the way they were last year where it's just I'm going to throw the open guy regardless of who it is? I think that. So um, I will be – and also keep an eye on Kendrick Board. He could have a, a big week and get some weak, weak secondary. Yep. Uh, Sunday night game, Niners. our boys. Niners. That's what I'm picking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we're both going Niners in that way. Um, our boys are playing the Rams – uh, I think we both got Dallas in this Cowboys, game. Both yes. got Dallas in this game, but this game will be grudge uh, match here. I mean, it, uh, it is, and it will be. 
a good game. I think that it will. it's a great Sunday night game. Both teams have question marks on defense, but they also have uh, strong defensive contributors. Uh, on the defensive line, obviously, the Rams have Aaron Donald. Yeah. Um, Arguably the best defensive lineman they in the just, history they just of the NFL, Jalen Ramsey, to yep. most most expensive contract, which for, was not yeah. smart. But um, <laughs> and for the Cowboys, you know we've got Demarcus Lawrence, Everson Griffin. We got a, a really oh my gosh, well rounded defensive, defensive line. line. Is absurd. Yep. Uh, hopefully Van Der Esch and, and Smith take a step forward. And we'll all that have means Earl is, Thomas next week. Hopefully, all that means is that the this is not going to be a. A barn burner. This isn't going to be fifty to forty something. We're going to be sitting in the the thirty to twenty ranges, and I want to see. For me, it's going to be exciting to see how the Cowboys use CD Lamb, how the Cowboys use Blake Jarwin, and how how much is Amari Cooper going to be uh, involved in this offense? And yeah. it's we have a lot of mouths to feed, and so I'm I'm excited to see how we're going to feed them. Uh, I, I personally think Cooper takes a step back. I think Gallup stays about where he was at last year. Um, so Gallup's the wide receiver one. I think right? Gallup becomes the wide receiver one. I think there's a lot of injury questions with Amari Cooper. Gallup, uh, if, he can in- if Gallup can improve on his catch rate, he would have been the number one wide receiver for us last year. He dropped way too many passes. So if he improves on that, then – But also, you know, that's with Amari in and out of the games, this and that. Yep. So, I mean, if they're doing preventative maintenance this year, hopefully Amari can stay on the field. On the Rams side, you know, again, it's going to come down to that 12 personnel. Um, are they going to use it like they did at the end of last year? Are they going to go back more to their spread type, uh, you know, 11 personnel type offense? Yeah. And the, the backfield split, you know, we're going, to, yep. we're going to see how that plays out. So, uh, yeah, Cowboys in this one. So. Uh, Monday, night, Monday night game, the first one is Pittsburgh and the Giants. Pittsburgh, easy, easy. call here. Big Ben getting uh, all the hype. Uh, James sell, sell Daniel Jones. Don't start <laughs> Daniel Jones week one. That defense is too good, but – uh, I I can't wait for Pittsburgh. They have a great Week One matchup. Probably start any start any Steeler you can. Probably start Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, uh, on, uh, on yeah, IDP. IDP. I mean, he'll, he'll probably get an interception and a touchdown in this game. He yeah, was so high I, last year. But. P- Pittsburgh has a great matchup, and I, I to me, I'm going all in on on Steelers Week One. If you can start Juju, start him. If you can start Deontay Johnson, start him. Yep. Big Ben's a great streaming option. Oh yeah. James Conner should have a big game. The Pittsburgh offense should light it up on, on Monday night. James Conner. Top five running back if he plays this whole year. I mean, yeah, I agree. That's 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 a bold prediction that's definitely uh, achievable. Yeah. So, uh, second Monday night game, Tennessee and Denver. Uh, We talked a little bit about. For me, I want to see how much Tennessee's going to throw the football. Are they going to be a little bit more like? uh, Are they going to be like last year, where they they throw a minimal amount of times, just give the ball to Derrick Henry, or are they going to stretch the field, use AJ Brown, use Jonu Smith, Smith. uh, give Corey Davis a chance? I, I really think that um, that they're going to throw the ball more, but we're going to find out in Week One. On the other side, I want to see Drew Locke yeah. in one of the one of the most one of the most skillful offensive attacks that there is in in the NFL. I mean, you've got Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, um, I don't know, is KJ Hamler. Is he good? Is he good to yeah, go for yeah. KJ Hamler. I mean, you got Noah Fant, you got Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay. I mean, there's so many weapons here. Uh, it'll be interesting to it see. It all how, hinges on Drew Locke. It'll be interesting to see how they can how they can utilize them. And, and Drew Locke has the raw potential, and uh, hopefully he can harness that this year. And that Broncos defense took a hit, so they're going to lean on Drew Locke this week. Who do but, you got? I'm going. I'm going Tennessee here. Um, 
But I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Broncos pulled one out here and stunned Tennessee. You know, Tennessee maybe with a little bit of a slump coming out of the playoffs and right. that crazy run they had. So I'm going Tennessee. Tyler, real quick before we close out, what's a streaming defense for you this week? Uh, I've got the Colts going in uh, in most of my leagues, I think. And other than that, I've got the Eagles if I can grab them. Uh, both of them have good matchups and uh, should be easy wins. So, my, know, mine is the, the Eagles, and if, if – if somehow the Chargers defense is available, uh, that, that's a good play. But most of the time, seeing the Cardinals and the uh, – I mean, not the Cardinals, the Colts and the Eagles available. So either one of those is great for me too. Chris Boswell is my streaming kicker for the week. Tyler, I don't know if you've got one. Um, um, young Hoku. I mean, young he's Hoku. He's going to be indoors. It's going to be a high-scoring game, you know. So whether it's uh, – I think he should get a couple field goals at least and then plenty of extra points. So. Week one is here, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us on the Washed Up Has Been podcast. I'm the Avocado. This is Tyler. Come see us again next week. Football.